everyone, I'm JJ Outlaw. And this is T Outlaw. And we are back with a whole new episode of the Gourmet Gober Podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Oh dear lord. I didn't mean to start laughing. You guys, if you hear something in the background, that is our doggy executive producer, Braxton. He is insistent on being with us when we record. And <laughs> I'm sorry. He was quiet, right? When we started. Yes. As soon as I hit record, he was like, let's go to town. <laughs> I got him the cutest dog toy um, a couple days ago from where? Dunkin' Donuts? Yes. And it's really cute. It's like it's shaped like a Dunkin' Donuts coffee mug or coffee cup. It even has a spot on the top that you can stick in some treats. So we usually put like pepperoni in there. Um, it's perfect, but as you can hear, it's really rustly. <laughs> but that's nothing because beforehand, he was chewing this hard toy that sounded like he was banging the table. Yeah, like he was doing a little hammer work now. <laughs> so you're like, I got an idea. And he replaced one loud toy with another. Because that helps. The trade-offs we live with. <laughs> Especially since now we have awesome mics that pick up everything. So we're going to try to do the intro again. We apologize for the giggles. It's just, I was going to try to keep a straight face, but as soon as I hit record and you went to town, I was like, oh, I've lost it. <laughs> so <laughs> this is JJ Outlaw. And this is the Outlaw. <laughs> you are listening to a brand new episode of the Gourmet Vancouver podcast. Um, you can find me, JJ Outlaw, Preston, really? JJ Outlaw on the internet, on Twitter, at JJ Outlaw, on Instagram, at Gourmet Goober. And as always, I'm here every week with my best friend, that dude, <laughs> the Dark Desperado. Damn right. The bringer of loud toys for the dog. <laughs> Just making a new collection to the land of jacked-up toys. <laughs> yes, because we have a box of toys that he will not let us get rid of, and they're all effed-up toys. Like, they're missing a piece or something. Or yeah. fluffies. <laughs> they're like the Barbie dolls without heads. But, Big Daddy, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. You can just add another nickname. Just call me the Rustler. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, kids, you can find me, T. Outlaw, at Tiotla, T-O-U-T-L-A-W, on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiotla, Chelsea Wells. We're often asked, hey, are you guys on Facebook? To which I reply, yes, reluctantly. But if you want to find us on the Facebook, because I hate Facebook. And Zuckerberg loves you. <laughs> you can always go to the Gourmet Goober blog, because guess what? We started off as a food blog. You can also hit us up at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. And drop us a line anytime at the Gourmet Goober. Oh, no. I, I, I messed it up. Drop us a line at the Gourmet Goober at gmail.com or visit us at thegourmetgoober.com. So now that I've completely screwed up our intro, <laughs> this is the segment of the show where we normally talk about our week um, before diving into some of the good stuff Um about the intersection of food and pop culture. Um, so gotta say, and I'll talk about my week in a moment because it was eventful, eventful to say the least. <laughs> but how was your week, Big Daddy? I like that. How was my week? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hi. 
I am that guy. No. Um, oh my god! I thought. <laughs> I thought just the then. I thought just then you were going to say hi. I'm Loki. <laughs> no, I was kind of saving that one. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No. Now since my no, train of no, thought no, no, is no. completely shot to hell, you're that guy. Thank you. Thank you. I am that guy. But my week was fairly uneventful. I was just sitting here watching the finish of the Olympic Games. Oh, that was really great. Yes, it was. I have to say, every Olympics, we're obsessed. It's a little different with you, though, because you actually, being a part of sports media, you're part of the minutia reporting, like, the scores and things for each individual game. So it's always kind of like a love-hate thing for you, right? Yes. More hate-hate than love-love, <laughs> or love-hate. But, I mean, I... I'm willing to say, like, the first week or two, first, like, seven, eight days of the uh, summer games or winter games, if you want, I am sitting in a corner like, I don't want to do this. I can't stand this. I'm waiting for it to be over. And then about halfway through, I get into the, hi. well, I guess there's, you always find one event, maybe like two or three that you never thought you would be interested in, but somehow in the middle of the night, especially when it's in Japan or Beijing or Paris or wherever, that you kind of stay up to watch. What was that event for you? I don't know. It was a part of me that said word polo, but I don't know. I don't know. We found ourselves watching a lot of, um, well, they don't call it, um, they now call it um, artistic swimming. Artistic swimming, yeah. yes. Yeah, it was artistically as opposed to synchronized swimming. That's what they used to call it. Right. Okay. See, I I did not know that. I did not know it was artistic swimming. I was just like, <laughs> she told me it was like artistic swimming. I'm like, uh, what's that? She's like, it used to be synchronized swimming. I didn't watch that either. <laughs> but I mean, no, I, we spent that Saturday like watching it. <laughs> I watched for, okay, I, I admit for like five, ten minutes, I was like mesmerized. And then I was like, okay. Um, and then we watched the um, the artist, well, the rhythm gymnastic with the balls. Oh, yeah. The, that was quite interesting because I was thinking of alternative ways to use that ball and or the <laughs> other like, you know, instruments like. Yeah, exactly like that. It's going to uh, be a weird episode. Exactly. But it was just. One of those things where if we could do add little things like, you know, if we have, you know, synchronized swimming, can we put sharks in this bad boy? Well, that's what you were saying. It was like all the Olympics to make it more exciting. They should throw like dangerous objects at the Olympians. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you had track and field, you know, like let's have like track and field hurdles with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Are the dogs the hurdles, or are the dogs chasing the hurdlers? The dogs are chasing the hurdlers. Oh, okay. <laughs> now let's see who's the fastest man or woman in the world. I bet you those times will go down quicker, won't they? <laughs> there might be a little bit more tripping, but hey, it was a party. Uh, I'm thinking you maybe you spent a little too much time recording the scores at this point. <laughs> if that was what came to mind. Yeah, also, I never realized that judo was like that much wrestling. Too. Like one night, I, I I fell asleep on the couch and I woke up, 
and you were watching the judo and I was about to go to bed and we couldn't find a remote so we couldn't instantly like hit what we were watching. I remember we were just like staring at it like, oh my God, what are they doing? Because it was, it was like a little bit of Greco-Roman wrestling yeah. mixed with martial arts. I did not know that. Yeah, I I remember judo like watching it when I was younger, but I didn't know it was that much wrestling. And then I started looking at it like, you know, there was a lot of hugging in these events. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, in a place that was trying to avoid COVID, that was, was that the best sport to like, you know, really grab onto? Well, you know, they had a lot of, I mean, Tokyo, Japan, for them to host the Olympics, I have to say they did a great job um Overall, I mean, they took a lot of precautions. Um, I'm still a little leery that we should hold on to Olympics at all during the pandemic, but you're right. I mean, there are certain sports that you just can't avoid it. But I have you heard of any massive outbreaks from the events? Although it's still early. Yeah, no one's, re- like, reported any, uh, as you would say, like, super spreader events coming from that, but... This is actually more of the people who returned and, well, not so much, I'm sorry, let me let me change that. Not so much the people who returned, but, you know, the people that were watching them in their, uh, their various, like, you know, homes. Right. You know, a lot of those people that got together and, like, you know, watched the, uh, the Olympians. Well, while they were passing around the nachos, they might have passed around a few other things, but, hey, that's... That's on them. Yeah, that's that's kind of sad. And we hope that anyone watching takes precautions, too. And we'll talk a little bit about that more in the second segment, because okay. there is... <laughs> whew, we'll, we'll, we'll talk on it, because there's a restaurant, speaking of food and the COVID, that really doesn't mind spreading it around. And That's cool. I'm, it's a little I'm fired up, too. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, But, yeah, I... I I, for one, have always been obsessed with the Olympics. Um, I, I really love track and field because I used to run track. Um, I The hurls are as tall as you are. Okay, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. That was... I My, my event especially was the 400. And um, I would run like the 4x4 four four, um, 100 relay and I was the anchor. So I was pretty fast back in my day. But yeah, someone got the idea that, oh, let's make her run the hurdles. And the hurdles were almost as tall as I was. And I did get a medal one time, to be clear. But that's because two people ahead of me tripped over the hurdle. And I just sort of stepped my way to the ending. And no, I was not ashamed of that. I took that medal. <laughs> so. I'm okay with that. However you got some medal is how you, how you want it. <laughs> I claim that medal is still at my parents' house. That's right. If you cross the finish line, <laughs> you were a survivor. But my 400 skills back in the day were on point. So that's why I was so glad to see um, the women of the U.S. Olympic team take the gold in the 4x4 four four and just totally kill it. Um, Simone Biles, that was a, an amazing story and kudos to her for putting her safety um, her mental well-being and her team first. And, you know, uh, since I'm trying to go into heaven, I'm not going to say anything about all those people who had something to say about it, knowing that, like Mr. Whitlock, they they can't 
the only thing they come close to like Olympic event is jumping over their couch um, sidearm to get to the nachos, but we won't say then anything about that. Or jumping over that big old bowl hat. Yes. But oh, that's cool. No, I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. Gonna, Kudos to Timon. But yeah, it, it was a great time. And we watched several of the events and you survived reported, which is always a good thing because, like I said, it's one of those things where it's like, for me, yay, the Olympics. Oh my God, my husband's going to go nuts. Woo. <laughs> so. And then you're working from home because it's not like you can escape it. It's like right there. So you leave the office and I'm obsessed with the Olympics. I'm still watching. You're just like, more of that. Okay. Yeah, I freely admit our TV was on like all day watching various events and replays of events. But I I mean, the most important thing is that we got, I mean, we, we, A, we survived, but B, we, I didn't think that we were going to find like major events that we would like, you know, because we were going to gravitate to track and field anyway, you know, not having like, uh, not having Shikari Richardson in the match. I mean, in oh, the, uh, I in was the really heartbreaking about that. Yeah, but at the same time, like you know, Elaine Thompson, Shikari's got something for you. We 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 gonna y'all gonna see each other one day. Mm. Shikari Richardson, Elaine Thompson of Jamaica, y'all gonna see each other, and that's gonna be fun to watch. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, um, he's moved on from the wrestling part of the toy. Too. He found the squeaker. Oh dear lord. So now we have Fluffy's and the hunt for the squeaker, which you'll find in a moment. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> it's about to join the land of jacked up toys. <laughs> oh my gosh, all you pet owners out there. Um You you know what we Give me a about. shout out. You you know that. For all you listeners up <laughs> Oh dear Lord <laughs> me. Oh my god, I I wonder if I can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the funny thing is Braxton is normally so chill and I guess tonight he was just like you know man I want to be on this podcast <laughs> and then he doesn't fetch anything and the one time <laughs> Big Daddy tosses something to get it away from him he then decides oh I'm going to play fetch I'll bring it back Okay, you may want to let him move. No, I want. I just want to see if he was, if he was smart enough to. Well, I guess. He well, I guess he enough. did. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh-huh. you don't know where it is, do you? I just moved it, and we don't know where it went. There's a box of other toys this week, though. But can he find the one that he was originally playing with? You mean the one that's halfway? Oh. The fluffies are stuck to me. All right. Okay, so we don't want to get you involved with the minutia, listeners. We're sorry about that. This is going to be a very odd episode. So That's okay. How was your week? <laughs> Let's talk about my week. Okay. So last week was sort of a... It was a big one for me because I hit my birthday. I turned... Should, should I tell them how much old I am? I'm old. <laughs> That's Big Daddy is chasing the dog. <laughs> okay. Dude, this is going to be the loudest episode ever. Did yes, he yes, it out is. Since week? He is not going to give up. 
That's cool. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> so, I turned 47 last week. Yes, I did. I turned the big 47. How does that feel? <clears throat> yes, I know that you're 47. I know that you've already got there before me. And it's so funny because I was sort of grumpy that week. Like, I... I'm not one to, like, celebrate, like, whole birthday weeks and things like that. I have friends to do. And to be fair, my birthday was kind of weird anyway because we sort of had a mini um, health emergency for someone else that we needed to deal with. Was that person me? Oh, well, I wasn't going to out you, but yes. <laughs> I'm cool. Today. <laughs> so we had to really, like, take care of that on my birthday. Um, I did take the day off, which was nice. Um, and I don't know. I, I guess maybe I was just more reflective. Please tell me he's not in the zoomies. He's in the zoomies. <laughs> so? <laughs> so I was a lot more reflective, I think, this year about turn 47 and what that means and Especially since, you know, it's not that far from another friend's birthday of mine who didn't make it. Um, and it's just been a crazy couple of years, you know, with the COVID and the pandemic. And so it's just a mixture of solitude and gratitude and, you know, thinking about what I want out of life, you know, as... I approach another decade, which we will not name. I've decided that this is the last year I'm going to, like, say my birthday. So next year, I'm just going to be the same age. <laughs> okay, Diana Ross. <laughs> but the important thing is, is I'm trying not to laugh at the dog's quicker. Um, the, the great thing is I got a really great, I got myself a really great gift, birthday gift from Sephora. Like, this whole beauty routine that takes, like, I think 30 minutes, which is normally I just fall asleep with my makeup on. <laughs> so I'm hoping with my skincare routine, I'll, I'll be one of those like ancient people that at least doesn't look it, you know? Like Dolly Parton. Yeah, like the black not cracking. I, I've decided to pay attention to that this year. <laughs> She's going for her Angela Bassett feels. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm officially... Now approaching the age where I'm just going to try to do my very best and, and do my best Angela Bassett. <laughs> yeah, just don't light my car on fire. No, unless you give. Well, technically it's my car too, so why would I do that? Okay, now I take that back because the car <laughs> isn't in your name, so... Um... I mean, why would I light my old car on fire? <laughs> I don't know if you having a, you know, <laughs> waiting to exhale moment. I, I... <laughs> in reverse, why would I punish myself? I don't know. Okay, left eye. How's that? <laughs> Can I share something that was funny, though? So, like I said, I was kind of in a spot where I didn't know if I wanted to celebrate my birthday. You know, I always get weird around my birthday because, you know, I have these, like, thoughts of, have I done enough? Have I achieved enough? Um, luckily, you know, I heard from family members and friends who are like, Stupid woman, yes, you have done enough. You you were you, and you should celebrate you, and that's okay. Um, but we went to get a cake. 
Yes, because we all love fat, you know, me the fat kid who loves cake. Yeah. Had to make sure she got a cake. And we got, we had to get a cake a day or so early, which was fine because I, I was obnoxious and ate birthday cake for breakfast breakfast for three days straight and i have no regrets did the cake even make it to your birthday the cake made it to my birthday but there's like a few small it's just the two of us so we got a small cake right correct and i was just like fuck it i'm an adult i can eat cake whatever i want cake for breakfast yeah cake for lunch yeah <laughs> cake is a snack while i'm doing that 30 minute skincare routine yeah and then it got to my birthday. Oh, there's only a couple pieces left. Okay. Entire small cake. <laughs> Bruh man me. Only got two slices. <laughs> Gone in three days. But when we went to go get the cake, which was very delicious, by the way. Big Daddy. I told him, go ahead. You can choose what you want on the cake. So Big Daddy gets a cake that says, what? Happy Cake Day, Loki. That's right. <laughs> I'm very familiar with since, <laughs> since, you know, the word happy birthday. I'm sorry, the words happy birthday have been run up and down the flagpole. And, you know, some people say, oh, no, it's your, just your happy born day. I'm like, no, no, it's happy cake day. So, you know, it's your birthday. You need a cake or a cupcake or a pie or something. But that was enough. No, it had to be happy cake day, Loki. That's right. And I was like, oh, my God, you are the best husband ever. Even though I was intrigued by the guy who was like... He, he, he was not amused. He didn't get it. Yeah, he didn't quite get the concept. <laughs> so, yeah. Sometimes inside jokes stay inside jokes. You know what? I have to say, though, it's just another example of how much Big Daddy gets me. Because remember last year, the cake had Black Panther on it. <laughs> like yes, a did. literal Black Panther that you stuck on the cake. I love the fact that... <laughs> The action figure for the Black Panther that I bought last year cost more than the, the damn, damn cake. cake. <laughs> this is what happens when you buy shit at Meyer or Walmart. You pay more for the action figure than you do the cake. And I have to say, I was overjoyed. I was like, oh my God. He put a Black Panther action figure on my cake. He knows me. <laughs> my man knows my blurtiness. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Speaking of my obsession with Loki from last episode, it is still there. Yes, it is. It is. It has actually gotten worse, I think. Yeah, I can testify <laughs> to this. I mean, this is this is how I know. <laughs> Twenty-four hours ago, I went to take the dog out. The goober was a slumber on the couch, and I just randomly walked in the room. What was playing? Uh, what was it? Avengers Assembled or something? Oh, no. It's uh, Marvel's Assembled, their documentary that they have uh, behind the scenes for their television shows. Yes. And it was the one on Loki, which, by the way, I have to say, if you guys are fans of the television show... I mean, each documentary that they do is kind of like a mini. It it's it's really is tailored to um, the show, and so like Wandavision, the beauty of the documentary is it talks about some of the history of 
sitcoms and yes. how it's it's woven into how they told the story. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a television show under Marvel Cinematic Universe's production, um, Marvel Studios, which is more like a traditional Marvel movie. So if you watch their documentary, it's like watching a documentary of a movie. Okay. And, you know, you could see the difference between how that was done and WandaVision. Loki is different that it's narrated by Tom Hiddleston. So I'm already like, ooh, fanning myself. <laughs> but then he offers this amazing insight into, you know, playing the character. Because I guess he's played the character for like 11 years, right? I didn't realize his bastard was un- was either at or under 40. No, he just turned 40 this year. He just turned 40 this year. Yeah. I was like, you look a lot older than 40, bro. Hmm. Anyway, I'm out. What were we talking about? (laughs) Some, yeah, okay. (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. But no, the documentary is really, really brilliant. Um, And the most fascinating thing I learned about it is that they built an entire, like, city set. Because there's one thing that I thought it was all CGI and it wasn't. It was actually handmade. I also think that they probably shot it on Tyler Perry Studio. Because they needed a place that was large enough to build that. Mm-hmm. Because the scene they shot was in one take. They oh. had nine segments that stitched the thing together. But I guess it's one continuous take. So I'm thinking, where would they have a soundstage that large? So somewhere Tyler got some money from the Marvel MCU. I'm, I'm convinced of that. I don't know. I'm sure somewhere in the <laughs> background of one of these sets, you know... In the back, you know, it's probably Medea's dress. <laughs> that would be great if, like, if they did shoot there and, like, he hides his Medea's clothing or Medea's wig and yes. every, every scene. <laughs> okay, now I'm loving that idea because I'm just fantasizing about the idea of Tom Hiddleston eating chicken and waffles in Atlanta because, of course, that's what you do. Um, <laughs> Yeah, dude, looks Looking like from Indian's wig. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now that I can't get that out of my head. Um, all jokes aside, thank you for the most hilarious cake. Because, again, I was tickled that that's what you wrote on it. and Even more amused that the guy had no idea who the hell Loki was. Um, he probably thinks your name is Loki. He probably does. <laughs> Which wouldn't be so bad. Maybe it's short for Lakeisha or something. <laughs> mm, no, that's a good one. We could we could go back and we could play jokes on this guy. <laughs> no, I won't do that. I'm, I'm, no, I'm let's, let's, let's not do that. Yeah. Because um, my birthday is coming up and I'm sure I got some, some fanciful ideas to work with. Oh, I have something for you. <laughs> you ain't calling me Loki, damn it. <laughs> I'm already making you say the lie before I go to bed. You will not make me say that line. Oh, you're getting better. By the way, he is getting much better with his accent. Gotta say that. I am not getting better with my lines. <laughs> and then he goes in this. And they are completely going to a, a horrible Patrick Stewart like fall off. I thought that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am not going to the chopper. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take a break. Welcome to California. <laughs> 
now that there. now that we screwed up the first segment with our dog chewing yes. and the squeaker and going off the rails about Loki, um, we want to thank you for listening. <laughs> We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will talk about three stories that meet the intersection of food and culture that we typically call what's eating us. And you're listening to the Gourmet Giver podcast. We will be right back. We will be right back. <laughs> now you sound like T'Challa. Hey guys, I'm JJ Outlaw, better known as the Gourmet Goober, and I'm here to share this great new recipe journal from author Gaby Lorano. It's a progressive cooking journal designed for short and simple recipes at the beginning before advancing with spaces for longer recipes as you go. It's colorful, fun, fits easily in the kitchen drawer, and it's perfect for any home cook. Best of all, it has over 100 pages for your most beloved culinary delights. Be sure to get your copy today at Amazon.com. This is JJ Outlaw. And this is T Outlaw. And we are back with the Gourmet Goober podcast with the section that we call What's Eating Us. That's when we share the things that we're obsessed about, mainly the intersection of food and pop culture. And this week we have three stories that, as always, we promise to make you think, uh, make you laugh, and I don't know, make you angry in the case of one story, as the case may be. Um, but we are going to start off with something that we've covered before with other artists, and that is McDonald's, as you know, may know, has had a successful side collaboration um, over the past year. Okay. Where they um, partner with celebrities, and basically, it's, you know, you go to McDonald's or you go to any restaurant, you have your own meal that you order over and over again, right? So... Um, in the tradition, what they started was um, celebrities such as Travis Scott, Jay Balvin, and most recently with the Korean pop band BTS. I'm sorry, BTS. I have to say that correctly because their fans are legion and you don't want to piss them off online. They have partnered with um, singer-rapper Sweetie to come up with what is known as the Sweetie and Sour Meal. The Sweetie and Sour Meal. Or the Sweetie Meal, yes. Sweetie, okay. So... It's like all the other ones. It's available for a limited time at participating restaurants. Now, get this. Her, it's based on a regular order, which includes one Big Mac, a four-piece chicken nugget, a medium fry, a medium Sprite, tangy barbecue sauce, and their sweet and sour sauce, which, cutely enough, they renamed Sawidi and Sour. That's hot. <laughs> now, they asked her about it, and she said, according to USA Today, McDonald's and I run deep from growing up back in Howard, Haywood, California, all through my college days, so I had to bring my Icy Gang. I guess she's known for um, a song called Icy Girl. As you can tell, I'm, I'm not a fan. We too damn old. <laughs> but depending on the mood I'm in, there's so many ways to enjoy my order. So right now it started just recently, so from the August the 9th lunch. McDonald's said that the meal will also be served in a quote, icy new packaging inspired by her own style. And the meal will be available to order in restaurants, the drive-thru, and 
through the McDonald's app um, using a, a contactless order and pay. But here's the thing. There's also like a contest that's associated with it. Ah, so this, because you know, in the past they've had like weird things like pillows face shaped like French fries and things like that. I think that was with Travis Scott, which to be fair, I tried to get that French fry pillow. That looked hella comfy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even front. I wanted that pillow, but it sold out. But McDonald's announced with this that they're going to also have a contest. So, fans who partake of the meal will also be able to win two limited edition handbags, one for them and one for their best friend, from a designer that I guess she really loves called Brandon Blackwood, along with a five-day trip to Las Vegas to see her perform. So, okay. you have until September 5th. I guess the prize is worth like upwards of $9,000, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, you can totally like take advantage of that. So as always, um, I'm always fascinated because again, it's based on the artist's personal choice, right? Um, so the idea that first of all, she has like one hell of an appetite because like a Big Mac, a four piece nugget and a medium fry, a medium Sprite, you can't deviate from that. So what she orders is what you get. Okay. So I'm always interested because I'm like, you know, for what you pay, I was expecting something more extravagant, you know, like French fries on your Big Mac or something like that. This one's a little basic. So what do you think of the Sweetie Mill? Like Travis Scott, like his meal, I mean, it's nice, but I was waiting for something, I don't know, um, completely out the box, like something like brand new that they threw together. Like, I don't know if you threw, I don't know, some hot chicken on top of a burger or, you know, like you were saying, like the fries, like all mixed in with the, the burger or, or at least do a suicide drink. Yeah. Or a suicide. Well, let me explain that. What that is. We used to call them suicide drinks where basically it's like drinks mixed in with each other. It's like the kitchen sink of yeah. tossed in. So it's like that, um, thing that you can now get where um, Coca-Cola back now has that like machine where you can like make your own Coke Zero with all different flavors and things like that. Yes. So it's sort of like that. <laughs> but um, yeah. So would you partake of the sweetie drink? The sweetie drink? Or the sweetie meal? I, yeah, I would definitely try it. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it seems like a decent, substantial meal. And I'm sure with enough McDonald's has, you know, slapped enough salt on it to know, you know, I'm going to be thirsty. So I know I'm going to need that sweetie drink (laughs) to go with it. So no, I don't have a problem with trying it. I'm definitely down for the, you know, for the meal. I mean. Even though I would like to partner with, I don't know, like Charles Barkley come up with like, even though, wait a minute, isn't he doing Subway? Never mind. I take it back. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, you know, get new brand membership with people. What would be like if, if they came up with the, the Big Daddy meal? The Big Daddy meal. What would be your McDonald's Big Daddy meal? Or better yet, you're not limited to McDonald's. So like, for example, is that the cat? Yes, everybody's jumping in. We got too many damn producers in this room. <laughs> oh my god, this is nuts. Okay, 
<laughs> if you want to go with <clears throat> the Big Daddy meal, where people can buy your usual, what would it be? I'm okay, curious. first of all, I need to, I need to change this to, to like you know the dad dude meal. The dad dude meal. Yeah. Okay. okay. And and that fat dude is dat d a t space d u d e. Very good. That dude. Okay, that dude meal. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First of all, it's gonna be that dude meal. <laughs> yeah, I want somebody to walk up and be like, yeah, let me get a double that dude. <laughs> That's the kind of meal I want. But now, um. What would be on a dadu meal? Okay, straight up and down. The best thing I can think of is that you know how we tried out the concept of the um, the chopped cheese. Oh yeah. Okay, I want to break down the concept of a chopped cheese sandwich. Wait, where would you? Okay, again, this is a fast food restaurant. You can order it. Where would you get the dadu meal? Would it be McDonald's? Would it be another restaurant? No, I need a Five Guys. I don't need no little, you know. No oh, so meal. you want like the upper scale? So this would be a five dollar, five guys. Yeah, I okay. need like a five guys, or you know, even if I want to bring it down to Culver's, you know. But I ain't gonna have like you know a McDonald's or a Burger King jacking up my meal, you know, because that's all you know. When it gets mass produced, that's when you know they mess it up, and then you know I'm gonna lose my representation, you know, my rep. I gotta have you know, if I'm gonna have a dad do meal, I want a dad do meal. You know, where it's like, I want double that dude or triple okay. that dude. Okay, so what is in your dad dude? Okay, that dude, like, a, I want breaking broken down like a chopped cheese, right? But I'm going to need some hard, as opposed to the American cheese concept. Right. All right, it's all you New Yorkers. I, I know how it comes with, you know, you slap your American cheese and you slap a little something to the side. All right, I'm going to need some pepper jack. I'm going to need some mozzarella. Along with that. You don't like some cheese like that. What's that? You don't like all that cheese. I like, hey, I like mozzarella and I like pepper jack. No, okay. but in certain, no, I need like a little mix. One, two, I'm going to need a little, you know, I'm going to need a little barbecue sauce. Not so much ketchup. I'm going to need some, some good southern barbecue sauce. Okay. And then, you know, I need some ground sirloin, you know, because, you know, I ain't going to have no little cheapy meal. But more importantly, then I'm going, wait a minute. You, you're ready for the bomb now. Right okay. Now. I'm, I might be dropping mics up in here. Okay. You remember how, like, years ago, when we first started this, I had the, the happy accident of my boy telling me about going to get Philly Spinus. Oh, yeah. And then putting a Popeye's chicken on it? <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to need some stripping down. Let's let's take a second to stop. Okay. Because so, we have new listeners. So, what he's referring to... It's, this is actually something that a coworker tipped you to that made it to the best thing we ate this week. And essentially, it's a, what, Philly cheesesteak? Yeah, so Philly cheesesteak from a place called Philly Spinus in Chi-Town. Okay. I hope it's still around. And then, what they do is, they take it from, I think it's like in Lincoln Park and Lincoln Square, wherever. And then they bring it down to, you know, to the basics, like, you know, the south side or like, you know, near town. And then they put straight out, like, you know, don't get the chicken sandwich from Popeye's. Get, like, a a chicken breast from Popeye's. Rip it up. Slide up in your, your Philly cheesesteak. Get the most crunchy flavor you got that they got. Eat that bad boy. The experience will change your life. 
boom. And that's what I want on that new meal. Okay, first of all, now I kind of want that. Because <laughs> I remember when you told me, because you're like, okay, I want to tell you the best thing I ate this week, but I don't want you to say anything because it sounds insane. So then he talks about this Philly tea towel. I was like, oh, yeah, I love a good Philly. No, 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 no. You don't stop with the Philly. <laughs> and then he talks about making his way to a Popeye's, specifically getting a Popeye's chicken breast, and then <laughs> ripping up the chicken's breast, putting it in the sandwich, eating all of it. The Cheese crunchiest and part of it, yes. The crunchiest part of it. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, I think that has like enough like conflicting stuff it might kill you. But second of all, that sounds good as hell. <laughs> I'm kind of mad you didn't bring me one. Yes, that is actually a great sandwich. But now, see, you, you'd have to go to like, oh, wait a minute. How, okay, how would a restaurant put that together? Because it specifically works with Popeyes. Yeah. And then specifically works with the Philly. See, so they have to work together, right? Yeah, Popeyes doesn't have to be involved in this. Now, (laughs) what I'm asking is for a place like Five Guys to get. I know that's not like a Five Guys type thing, but I need Five Guys to get on the ball and to be able to serve very crunchy chicken. They don't have to be great at it. I just need very crunchy chicken that's got good, you know, the herbs and spices, you know, how kind of like. There's a McDonald's and there's a McDowell's. <laughs> I need, you know, as opposed to a Popeye's, I need, you know, I need the fifth or the sixth guy <laughs> to so, be making some chicken. So the five guys, they be making the burger. But that sixth guy that's had back there, you need to be making the chicken. Exactly. You need a sixth <laughs> man to come in there and knock that chicken down for us. <laughs> but not just any chicken. Has to be extra crispy, got that Popeye spice going on. Yeah. And then you Or do the best represent you know, the best like knockoff you can. Yes. See, that's between me and five guys to put together. Okay, I'm not I need to trademark this while I'm at, you know, like LLC, whatever. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you're not allowed to copy what you hear here today. It's officially the dat dude meal. That's right. What would you drink with the dat dude meal? Well, with all that salt, I'm going to be drinking something <laughs> big, ain't I? <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. If we're going to have chicken, wait a minute. we got to have, like, lemonade or something with that. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to have to top this. What would I have for my... Well, you know that I'm kind of selective when it comes to fast food. Mine's... Because, you know, my... Pinnacle sandwich, the the one, like, the holy grail of sandwiches I eat when I do eat fast food is the McDonald's Quarter Pounder with cheese. I love it. It's basic as hell. You know what you're getting. The commercials promise you fresh beef with it, which kind of scares me and makes me wonder what the hell you got with it before. <laughs> but the, uh, when you get a really good Quarter Pounder with cheese, it is like heaven. And then you top it if you get the quarter pounder of deluxe, which is really a quarter pounder with cheese with lettuce, bacon, no, lettuce, tomato, onion. And then they put mayo on it, although I sometimes ask them to skip the mayo because okay. I'm, I'm not a mayo fan. That is true. But, but she'll slap ranch like a mother on it. 
Okay, we understand that ranch is literally just seasoned mayo, okay? <laughs> I get that. I'm coming to accept that the basic beckiness that was part of my Midwestern childhood that put ranch on everything. That's okay. We understand. It's acknowledging that ranch is just fancy mayo, okay? But just let me have it. <laughs> I'm okay. But it's interesting you say that because... My meal would be a quarter pounder with cheese, a quarter pounder deluxe without the mayo, and extra pickles. It would be a medium fry, but it would be not just any fry. It would actually, they would have to make a fresh fry every time you get there and place the order, so they'll probably hate me. But if yeah, you get you're the never fresh, getting this damn thing through. <laughs> get the fresh fry, right? You could order it without salt. So it'll have the unsalted fry. And it will come with both ranch and ketchup. Please don't eat them together. But a good fry dipped in ranch dressing. Oh, that's great. So it'll come with two packets of ranch. It'll be a medium catch. It'll be a medium fry, right? It'll come with two packets of ranch and one package of ketchup. Because I love ranch more than ketchup. And then the extra packet, if you wanted to put on your <laughs> quarter pounder with Quarter pound of deluxe without meal, you can. Okay. To drink. Now, this is why I think mine would be popular. Because this would be something that every McDonald's would be required to sell. And it also means that the shake machine has to work. Oh, shit. Yeah, this will <laughs> never work at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, you have to have a functional shake machine to pull it off. Because to drink, it comes with a bottle of water and... The, uh, um, 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 the um, the McShake. The like the McFlurry. No, 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 no. Oh, the, like the straight shake. No, 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 no. Um, what is it? The, um, the, the one they have for every Fourth um, of July. The Shamrock Shake. It should have every meal comes with a Shamrock Shake. Huh. So their shake machine has to work. So I would be a hero. Because they would be required to have it working to order the pull this off. Because you can't order the meal without the shake. Because, like, the sweetie meal, it comes with it. Okay, please excuse my French, but I'm, I'm calling bullshit on this. <laughs> and it, it's you can't call reason. bullshit on my fantasy burger? No, I'm not calling... <laughs> I'm not calling bullshit on the, on the meal. I'm calling bullshit on this thing coming from McDonald's. <laughs> You have a better idea. you have a better chance of this thing coming from the McDowell's. No, I would be a le- dude. I would be I would be a legend. I would be like Loki and a god. She would just randomly walk into the McDonald's, and be like, "I am Loki of ass. I am Jennifer of Gary. Damn it! I am JJ of Chicagoland. I am JJ of Chicago, <laughs> and I am burdened. With glorious, glorious purpose. purpose. <laughs> and that glorious purpose is to make sure that damn shake machine is working. <laughs> Straight up now, I'm willing, <laughs> I'm willing to say if the like, how many McDonald's franchises do you think there are like actual like working shake machines? Like, I'm willing to say there are probably like what, 10,000, 12,000? Yeah, I think there are like what, 10,000, 12,000 shakes machines? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Like, only, like, a percentage of them work. <laughs> At any given time. 
And see, that's what I was trying to change with my, 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 my meal, right? Because they're going to have to work because we're advertising. Look, they managed to work when it's shakes, Shamrock Shake season. <laughs> that's the only time you'll ever, well, yeah, pretty much after that point, like once you get past <laughs> March 17th, there's nothing. So they no. just stop immediately on March 18th. Yeah, it's basically like the winter movie. You get nothing. <laughs> like, you may see it this day, next day, nothing. It's gone. Dang. <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of things that may not be working after a short time, this next story may make you think. It will definitely make some people mad, as in, why the hell does this exist? So, remember, okay, I, I want you to think back, right? Do you remember the last time you had a Mountain Dew. The last time I had a Mountain Dew. I remember the last time I had a Mountain Dew, right? Dang it, is that the train? That is a train. Y'all, I'm telling you, it's like dogs, planes, trains, automobiles. Anything to mess up our recording is what's happening right now. This my Dude. Okay, we're going to try this again. So... I remember the last time I had a Mountain Dew, right? It was college. At one point throughout my time of trying to do like all-nighters and stay up for like, you know, finals week and st- shit like that, I eventually stopped drinking Mountain Dew because, dude, with all that sugar and caffeine, the stuff that it does to your inside is kind of scary. Okay? Right. So... What would you think would be the most fucked up thing you can do to a Mountain Dew, my friend? <laughs> Make it diet, but take nothing out of it. <laughs> I know this because I think that's the last time I had Mountain Dew is when I had the Mount- diet Mountain Dew in. Well. Why does diet Mountain Dew exist? The whole purpose is to have all that sugar and calories and caffeine. Yeah, I could literally <laughs> feel like my blood sugar like pop like my a1c was like mm, no bro <laughs> but no that, i know that's not what we're talking about no ladies and gentlemen our second story uh the, it's best put by grub street one of my favorite foodie blog posts when they explain that america decline continues as hard mountain dew is unveiled that's right ladies and gentlemen now you can add alcohol to your already mind and brain and body numbing Mountain Dew. <laughs> Ew. So they put out a press release. So what they said was for 80 years, Mountain Dew has challenged the status quo, bringing bold flavors and unmatched beverage innovation. Dude, it's just a drink with a ton of sugar and caffeine. It's not like they recreated the Holy Grail of drinks. It's like a step away from Joel Cola. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> so this new concoction will be a flavored malt beverage that comes with 5% alcohol and it'll be available in stores in early 2020. 2020? 2020? Um, 2022, sorry. <laughs> okay. Twin, twin, twin. <laughs> So not only are we fighting the pandemic, but we're looking at a hard Mountain Dew seltzer. That's like a 
it's almost like a what was a Mike's, almost. No, okay, I get it now. It, it's I, I I know what Mountain Dew's trying to do. It's just kill us. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my thought. Because dude, no one was asking for a hard Mountain Dew. No one, literally, like the meme you see on online where it's like literally nobody. <laughs> asked for this who is it for would oh, you I ever can... drink it oh my god i have you so know, many questions technically i think i have i have had this drink before so these are for all those fucked up people who tried to make okay because ultimately no i didn't do it because i was allergic to alcohol and but i still are i know people in college who tried to make a mixed drink with mountain dew and alcohol and it never came out well like, there is never a good story that started off with, you know, man, what I did was started with some milk and Dew and some alcohol. No story ever turned out well after that. Well, <laughs> technically, my, I've, in my college years, I had two roommates. <laughs> this never turns out well, I'm telling you. Yeah, one was a mixologist, or at least he proclaimed me. I think, actually, I think that was the second one. When I had an off-campus house with him, but yeah, it was the first one who decided that in his, I don't know, insane college stream, you can obviously tell he looked nothing like me, but he was my best, he was my best friend back then. Uh, he decided to put together in a, you know, a water jug, a, a can of Mountain Dew, 100 proof Southern Comfort. Oh my God. <laughs> I think there was a lemon in there somewhere. I don't remember. There was something else that was concocting in there. I want to say some 7-Up or something. He put all this together, shook it up, and then drank it. Needless to say, we were that close to, you know, taking him to the hospital to get his, uh, his stomach pumped. I want my stomach punch and I just heard that. That yeah. is awful. It was pretty... Is it who I think it is? It was exactly who you think it was. <laughs> I too hung out with his college roommates. I know exactly who it is. This is the same <laughs> fool who literally like almost fell out of his own bunk. <laughs> so, in case you want to try hard Mountain Dew, it comes in three flavors. Ready for it? There's original, which, <laughs> you know, is like a step away from a mixture of Gatorade and washer fluid. Um, there is watermelon and then black cherry. And they mm. said that the drink will be marketed to quote adults of legal age and merchandise consistently with other alcohol beverages. Mm. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking that this is just bad news on a colossal scale. I'm just the person I ask of any drink of that sort it's almost like what was it four loco oh my god it's exactly like four loco you are so right (laughs) yeah one of the things that i would truly truly encourage is that they separate the hard drink from the regular drink because this could lead to so many um misunderstandings and furniture moving and we're just gonna say bad accidents yeah it's just not going to go well, and I could see, you know, how they used to, well, what am I going to say? I still do it. You know, drink the, uh, I'm sorry, eat the uh, 
the bubblegum cigarettes or the candy cigarettes. <laughs> you know, and they decided to market this to kids. Yeah, I can see this being misinterpreted so many different ways. So, do you think this will lead to other drinks? And then oh. what would it be? Like, are we looking at Hard Sunny D like next? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be so awful. <laughs> yeah. A Hard Liquor Sunny D. Like, what do you think would be the worst drink? Is there anything that would be worse than, like, a liquor fight? Yes. Mountain Dew? Yes. <laughs> You want what? the answer? Yes. Vodka and Tang. Ew. Yeah. Okay, you didn't actually try that. Did, don't no. I, I was like about to say, do. don't answer that. <laughs> I want our listeners to respect you. <laughs> no. No, I, I, I like my colon or my kidneys or whatever the hell it is. Do you think they'll at least cut down the sugar? Because I think nope. the sugar would make the alcohol nope. worse. Nope. Right? <laughs> Hell no. Thomas T is like, nah. <laughs> no, they're amplifying it. <laughs> matter of fact, I'm surprised they haven't called it amplified. Even though it is. Isn't there Mountain Dew amplified? Yes. Yes, there is. Oh, God. They are definitely taking the amplified version of this. It's okay. like, yo, skull and crossbones, kids. Okay. If if they create this and if this legit is a product, then I'm going back to college and I'm demanding my A in advertising. You know why? Why you, is that? You remember what I came up in, in in college since we're talking about our college years, and the and the teacher and the professor said no one would ever. He, yeah, he said no one would ever eat it, and he even said it's like adding alcohol to Mountain Dew. Why would you? Yes. Decades later, I'm right. If we should try it, Jolt cereal. <laughs> Remember, I came up with the concept of Jolt cereal. What it has like sugar and caffeine. You don't give a like the tagline is, "You don't give a hell about your diet. You just want to wake up." Trust me, I would wake you up <laughs> and then put you right back to sleep. If, if I'm telling you, hard, if Hard Mountain Dew is a hit. I'm coming out with Jolt cereal, damn it. <laughs> and then I'm coming for my A. <laughs> you messed up my GPA that semester. Aw, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Somebody needed to be on the lookout. I would have had straight A's if it wasn't for that class. And I thought it for sure. I had this, like, remember I had, like, the brilliant boards. Like, I created, like, the storyboards for the commercial. We came up with the little man <laughs> who ate the cereal on the way to class. I thought it was brilliant. He's like, no, no one will ever, ever, ever eat that. And then he's like, it's like adding Mount liquor to Mountain Dew. Who would do that? Years later, someone did it. <laughs> I want my A. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Damn it, I want my GPA up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, now that I got over that trauma, <laughs> our last story is actually one that you were really excited to talk about. And that is, in London, ladies and gentlemen, KFC is opening up their own pop-up hotel with, get this, a button that you can press for on-demand fried chicken. <laughs> Why, yes. <laughs> so, if you're a lover of KFC... Now is your time to really save your coins and 
go travel to London, especially now, because I heard that, you know, with even though COVID is on the rise, I heard that they're opening up their doors to travelers who are vaccinated. So if you need another reason to get vaccinated, folks, and you like KFC, I got your trip for you. So fast food fans are taking their love of KFC to extremes. They'll be able to go and cross this off their chicken bucket list. So according to entrepreneur.com, um, the company recently announced it's going to be offering lodging via a chicken-themed pop-up hotel in London called The House of Harlan. The House of Harlan. <laughs> Y'all should see his face. You, you have the, like this befuddlement. <laughs> is it like, is that face like the Harlan Sanders that looks like the bucket of chicken? Are we talking about the one that they did the Mario Lopez, like, you know, remake on? Oh Lifetime? my gosh, that would be awesome. If they had like different Harlan Sanders, like Colonel Sanders out there. <laughs> like Alligator Harlan. No, there's no Alligator Harlan. There's not Alligator Harlan, like Alligator Loki. It doesn't work that way. Sorry, I was thinking uh, like you. <laughs> so it's going to be hosted at Nine Club Row. The hotel suites will feature KFC products emblazoned on everything from bedding to the walls to the towels. There's even going to be an arcade machine in the cinema room. Every room will have a press for chicken button, which will deliver KFC's famous um, fried chicken on demand, as well as a personal chauffeur to the grounds and a chick-in. I didn't come up with that. Yep. Clerk upon arrival. I can, I like, I am a big fan of this. And it is for this reason. I want to be that person that literally is like in the middle of the night calling and be like, you know, kind of like the, uh, <laughs> like the easy button. Pretty much I want like that. <laughs> I want that chicken button like to be broken. They'll be like, "You want chicken again?" <laughs> like, li- like literally, like you know, Dave Chappelle said, like, as soon as they see me walking in the door, like, Lord, he's gonna break us. <laughs> they can see every black person or every person walking the door if they follow that stereotype. Damn it, we're gonna run out of chicken. Yeah. But but listen to this, right? It costs one hundred fifty four dollars American state, right? You get everyone gets a hundred and thirty nine free, a hundred thirty nine dollars worth of free food a night. So technically, most of your hotel costs is made up in chicken. But what does a hundred thirty nine free, hundred and thirty nine dollars of KFC look like in a night? I don't know. I would want to get my dollars worth, but yeah, how um, would that work? <laughs> maybe they have some gold wrapped chicken or something. Maybe that's when they step up their game and, you know, they actually give me, like, all, what was it, 11 herbs and spices? <laughs> well, you got to see this room. And the best place you can take a look at it is they recently posted on businessinsider.com a chance to take a look at the room. So the room, it does look pretty dope. Um, it has exposed brick, which I'm a sucker for. But then, yeah, Harlan Sanders' picture is everywhere. So if you don't mind <laughs> going to sleep with him staring at you, it's totally there. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna change some a few images here and there, but like, is there a stripper pole in the side of that? There's no stripper pole. Where do you see a stripper pole? 
pole. Wait a minute, hold on. I was trying to see. I thought there was a stripper pole, like a, a brass pole there. Maybe I was. There maybe is no I, brass pole. Okay, maybe I was. Over this there. is a family established hotel. Okay, I want the <laughs> non-family room. I don't think anyone wants to get freaky with Curlin Sanders looking at you. Ew. Maybe maybe they have some young ladies, you know, who would be willing to put on the, you know, the makeup and everything and, you know, make a little change. I'm disappointed, though, because they will actually drop you off in a black Cadillac, which KFC calls a Colonel Mobile. First of all, they're missing a great opportunity. And the reason why I say that is I hail from Indianapolis and we are famous for many things, including our chicken limo. The which, chicken limo. Yes, which is actually a stretch limo that you can rent in Indianapolis, Indiana, with a giant head of a chicken on the top of it. Now, I have never had the privilege of riding in the chicken limo, although that one time that I treated you out to, like, dinner and, you know, dessert, um, and where did we go? Remember we went to that fancy restaurant? Well, the shoeless? Yeah, and our... Friend wound up, one of your ex roommates actually wound up being our chauffeur for the evening. If he couldn't do it, I was going to get the chicken limo. Oh, damn. It's a great honor to be written in the chicken limo back home. Y'all should have had a chicken limo instead of the Colonel Mobile. Come on. That'd been hot. <laughs> they missed out on it. But this room actually looks pretty hilarious. They even have a hot wing arcade machine. They'll also have a private cinema, um, like I said before. But the chicken button, oh my God, the chicken button is hilarious. It's like on the wall. Or no, it's on the table. <laughs> See, press for chicken. Yeah, that, that button's <laughs> going to get used again and again. <laughs> I'm going to come out a few pounds heavier just looking at this because I'm getting my money's worth. I don't think any human being is meant to eat $139 worth of chicken in a night. Did I? Like, did I not? (laughs) Let let the record show. $139 worth of fried chicken. Once again, did I or did I not wipe away the Lou Williams meal? You had help. You didn't do it by yourself. And we're talking about the Magic City Lou Williams meal. To be fair... I don't think the KFC is going to be the same quality. KFC will never be our sponsor at this point. I'm just we saying. We trash talk them so often. They stepped the game up. <laughs> they bring me Lou Williams, you know, Magic City quality. Then I think that I'll be willing to pay this much and get my money's worth. <laughs> Even if that includes, you know, some young ladies making some change, handing me, you know, do they give you, like, a special bucket? No. That keeps the chicken warm? No. Man, I was looking for thighs and breasts and drums. <laughs> and suddenly this is taking a very different tone. <laughs> See, all of a sudden I had magic scene in my mind. And then I was like, okay, now I understand. <laughs> Apparently, I do not. Well, if you wanted to stay, again, it is... 111 English pounds, which works itself out to $154. The fast food chain said that the, it'll be open in London for 11 nights between August 18th and August the 29th. 
which, yes, is a blatant reference to the 11 herbs and spices that goes into the chicken. And all the proceeds from this will go to the KFC Foundation, which is the charitable arm of the KFC Corporation. Okay. So, again, if you love your chicken, you can go over to London, get your chicken on, <laughs> spin your clucks. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would stay in a hotel for Now, if it was Popeye's. Now, if it was a pop-up Popeye's hotel, then we'd be talking. $139 worth of fried Popeye's? Or better yet, in Chicago... A Harold's Chicken pop-up. A Harold's Chicken pop-up. Yes, a okay. Harold's Chicken pop-up. Although they'll still have bars on the side of the windows. And music so loud, you can barely hear. But that's cool. And then be like 20 folks up in the room. Just randomly walking around waiting on their chicken. But you know what? Those 20 folks, then you could justify the $139 worth of fried chicken. No, because I'm kicking them all out. No. <laughs> You guys, if you've not had the heard our epic story of our trip to what was it, Harold's Chicken? After the All Star Game, yeah, rookie game. I'll put a link to this story in the notes. It's Harold's Chicken is worth it. I personally would pay one hundred fifty four dollars a night to stay at the Harold's Chicken Hotel. But where would they put it? It would have to be on the south side of Chicago, because Harold's Chicken on the north side is the it's a south side institution. Put it in the region. That's you know where we are. <laughs> Why lie? Put it right here. You can put it right next door to me. Yeah, okay. this would a a a Harold's Chicken pop up would never be on like Michigan Avenue, yo. They you have to be it. in the Wild Wild Hundreds or the region. <laughs> have you ever been the Wild Wild Hundreds? Yes, I used to work near the Wild Wild Hundreds. It's part of what I did for the. The students and the retreats. We okay. would travel to the Wild One Hundreds. I'm not afraid of Wild One Hundreds. Just you saying the Wild One Hundreds <laughs> makes me <laughs> concerned about you, but that's okay. So, what would you have a pop up hotel to be? Would or you agree with my choices? The case, and it didn't have to be chicken. Maybe it's like a I don't know pop up Wendy's hotel or something. You totally underestimate me. Really? How dare you? No. I, okay, a restaurant, you know, that has an easy, like, you know, on demand. Yeah. Okay. Like, you have a button and you have, like, on demand, like, five guys or something. Nice try. <laughs> you want to know what it is? Okay. Bluebell, damn it. Yes. On demand bluebell ice cream. My lactose intolerance will go straight to hell. <laughs> I would die, but it'd be worth it. <laughs> yes, yes, it would be worth it. But yeah, I'm willing to pay good money for that. I have paid good money for that. Yes, you have. Yes, but at the same time, <laughs> yes, that would probably be okay. Top of my list, followed by I don't know, maybe a sh if I'm paying that much, maybe a Shake Shack hotel. I don't know. I oh wait a minute, a no. Shake and Shake. A what? A Shake and Shake hotel. I have standards. Maybe not you. <laughs> I go from Shake Shack and you go to Steak and Shake? <laughs> Come on. I was thinking like an in and out or, I don't oh, know, okay, Fat Burger okay, or something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I hereby re 
resend what I said. The in and out would be yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, wow. I am just thrown. <laughs> so now that we've covered the range from stuff that will totally take your liver out with the heart, the heart Mountain Dew to the insane motif of and the idea of the chicken hotel. Let's let's just take a break. Get the audience a chance to cleanse their palate. Maybe drink lots of water at the idea of drinking the hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> and then when we come back, we'll close the show like we always do when we talk about um, the best things that we ate this week. So you're listening to the Gourmet Goober podcast. We will be right back. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Emily. And we're the hosts of A Dark Cup of History, a spin-off series to our regular podcast, A Nice Cup of History, where we dive headfirst into the weird and paranormal aspects of the world we all live in. If you want to know your woman in red from your woman in white, or precautions to take against demonic dolls, and just where to go to find Bat Shuck on a moonlit night, why not give us a listen? Together we talk about the dark, creepy, and downright terrifying parts of our history and folklore as well as what you should do if you ever encounter any of them. Interested? Come and find us in Buzzsprout, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts. So turn on the lights, grab a blanket and some rock salt, and, and let's, let's get, get dark. dark. Hey everyone, this is JJ Outlaw. And Stiama. And we are back with the last segment of the Gourmet Cooper podcast, where we share the best thing we ate this week. And that could be, um, just as a reminder, it can come from any source, be it a restaurant, something that we made, um, a <laughs> hole in the wall, a franchise place. We just love food. <laughs> we want to share it with you. As a reminder, our listeners, anytime that you eat something that is just amazing, you know, tell us about it. You can send us an email at thegourmetgooper at gmail.com, and we may read your email on the show. So, this week, Big Daddy and I are sharing two things um, <laughs> that surprisingly came from some home cooking that we really loved. And so, as normal, you're the first person who shares the good stuff. So, what did you have that you really adored? Well... I guess I bang lead off. The thing I remember from this week was something that the Gourmet Gruber made a couple days ago. It was called, if I believe right, Seasick? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? This is the second. Okay. This doesn't happen very often. But we're going to give a shout out to our friends in Omsung. Um, This is the second. Um week in a row that we've made something from them that we really love. Okay. Um, so I think you're referring to what is known as, um, it's a Filipino dish. It's called sisig and, um, sisig and <clears throat> it is a Filipino pork belly dish. Ah, yes. A pork <laughs> belly. <laughs> also, since we're giving shout outs, can I just share the pork belly that we use for the di- dish came from a place that I really love called Wow Fork Foods. So they're based out of their home base out of Texas. You can get them 
in different markets. We live in the Chicagoland market, so we can have it delivered to us. Remember the last time I ordered it? Like, we got it overnight, which was shocking. But it's, like, a really great place to go for for meats. So you can get everything from, like, we've ordered, like, specialty sausages, like, from Brazil to pork belly. They have these really great pork bellies. Oh, gosh, something just bit me. Something just bit you. Like a mosquito just landed on my finger and bit me. Wow. I thought it was the attack of the wild pork or maybe the pork belly came back. Like I'm looking at it and it's looking at me. It just landed. I'm just like, I can't win. Oh my goodness. I'm getting attacked by the dog, the train, mosquitoes. You were just not having a good episode. No, I am not. But anyway, let's try again. Wild Fork Foods is actually really, really good. And I've recommended them to other people. Um, their, their meats are actually come prepackaged and they deliver to you fresh um, or frozen, um, flash frozen. We, we have a big deep freezer, so oftentimes we'll allow ourselves to treat ourselves to different things. And I use one of their pork belly steaks um, for the sisig. So, the great thing is, like we explained the last episode, Omsom has these, like, starter sauces that you can use. And then if you go to their website, they have a lot of great recipes, and they'll even text you some recipe ideas if you have any questions on how to use the starter sauces. It only took 30 minutes for me to put that together, but it was so good, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was very <laughs> tasty. Matter of fact, I want to get some bacon... <laughs> and some pork belly put together. I want. I want some more. <laughs> yeah, we devoured it quickly. Like you came to me later, and you're just like, "Dude, is there any more?" And I was like, "No, we ate it all." And then uh, that one <laughs> Denzel tear dropped from my eye. Yes, yes, it did look like that meme of Denzel crying. After. What was that from? Glory. Glory. Yes. <laughs> the one lonely tear when he gets whooped. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Big Daddy gave me. <laughs> yes. So we'll put the link to the recipe on the website. And I'm really glad you like it. Um, I've texted them and let them know, like, dude, we, like, shout out your praises on the, our podcast. Because it is really, really super good. And easy to make, too. And the great thing is they have different recipes. So this is a Filipino dish. Um, I think last week, I, I want to say it was a Thai dish that we talked about from, um, was it Christy? What? I want to say Trollington was a Christy Teigen. Yeah, it was Christy Teigen. Christy <laughs> Teigen's mom, Pepper. Um, but they also have Korean food. Like tonight, for example, I used a starter dish in order to make um, bison Korea tacos. So, yeah, it's really, really good. And I cannot recommend Om Sum enough. Yeah, I'm thinking these people are thinking that we're eating high on the hog now. <laughs> we're having bison and Korean and Thai dishes. <laughs> uh, it's just the two of us. <laughs> yeah, just small portions, if you will. Yes. We ain't rolling that fat. Well, I don't know. Maybe save that until after I make... My recommendation for the best thing I ate this week. Oh, damn. <laughs> it was the French rack and lamb that I made. Oh, I'm sorry. One pinky finger up in there. <laughs> for the, uh, the 
foo-foo. <laughs> the pip-pip-pip the French lamb. <laughs> okay. Do we eat roasted, um, French roasted rocket lamb often? No, we do not. <laughs> but remember, I got that, like, really good deal on it. And you're just like, dude, totally. Yeah, it fell off a truck. <laughs> it fell off a truck. We're not going to say where we got it from. Mm-hmm. But the recipe, which I, I'll give a shout out. I got it from simplyrecipes.com. Um, but it's a garlic crusted roast rack and lamb that I made. And it was amazing. It was fall off the phone. Um, just well, perfectly cooked. Um, the garlic and rosemary and olive oil. It was very simply... Um, I, I it, it was very simple how I put it together. And I'll be honest, lamb is one of those things that I really love, but you got to be careful with it because if you overcook it, you know, it gets really tough. Right. And, you know, it changes the the texture of it. And I'll be honest, I've always wanted to cook a rack of lamb, but I've always been afraid to. Why but is that? I, I think mainly because it looks so fancy. <laughs> It's one of those things that's just like pinky on the air if you prepare it. If you mess it up, you really mess it up. But no, actually, it was relatively easy to make. And it was so incredibly good. And yeah, I was sorry when we <laughs> ate the last, <laughs> the last of them. But yeah, I'm definitely my, one of my favorite ways to prepare lamb now. Which goes with, like, the leg and lamb, which is what I normally make. That is true. She is a good leg and lamb maker. Yes. So, where did I get that? It was such a great deal. It fell off another truck. <laughs> it did not fall off a truck. Yeah, there are a lot of trucks that have <laughs> breakdowns around here. Or wherever I got it from, it was well worth it, and I loved it. And I think you loved it, too, actually. You were complimentary about it, so. I was. So I'll make sure I'll include the rest, um, the recipe in the show notes like we normally do. And I'll definitely give a link to um, the two sisters who run Omsom. And please, guys, they are really amazing. So just give them a shout out. They, um, if you're adventurous, they have different recipes. If you like spicy food especially, they have a lot of great spicy choices that you can utilize. And it's all worth it. I agree. <laughs> So, you guys, um, we have come to the end of yet another episode of the Gourmet Goofer Podcast. We're still alive. <laughs> Big Daddy, where can they find you? Once again, you can find me, T Outlaw, on Twitter at T Outlaw, T O U T L A W. Once again, I can spell. And on Instagram at T Outlaw, Chelsea Wells. You can always catch me, JJ Outlaw, at JJ Outlaw on Twitter, and you can also look me up at Gourmet Goober on Instagram. Drop us a line anytime at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. Come visit us at thegourmetgoober.com where you can check out old recipes from when we were food blog, um, new episodes of the Gourmet Goober podcast. You can even check out some Goober swag or help us keep the show going so we can fight the infestation apparently of mosquitoes and our, our equipment going awry and things, you can definitely put five on it. Put um, five on it. Help the doggy producer. Yes, help our doggy producer get his treats. Um, 
And you could also, although I'm not usually on the Facebook, but if you're so inclined, hit us up at the Gourmet Goober blog on Facebook. So for Big Daddy and I, we just want to say thank you as always for listening. Um, We're sorry that this episode came out a little late this week, but as always, we are looking forward to catching you again. Until next time, happy eating. Happy eating.